Percy, here's a question for you. Is it beyond the pale to ask a physician to be willing to pray with her patients? Wow, wow. This is really a tough question to answer, Wayne. <laughs> you can uh, do it. Yeah, but being a devout believer in my faith, obviously, and working in the healthcare field as I have for so many years, uh, there's definitely a part of me that says no. Hmm. But there is also a part of me that wants to be considerate and respectful of one's right to decline to pray if it takes them and it makes them uncomfortable or uneasy. Mm, of course, yeah. Perhaps you and I better sit down and virtually sit at the deck <laughs> by the lake and discuss this important conversation today. All right, well, we'll put a picture of a lake up here as we have this conversation. Percy will help us address and understand how to approach one's faith with their healthcare provider. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. Boy, this is going to be a fascinating topic here today, Percy. Thanks for your work putting this together. Yeah, we're going to talk today about, I think, a very important conversation and I think a shift in our culture, quite frankly, from a medical perspective with regard to can we and should we and how can we have a conversation with our healthcare provider about our spiritual needs or one's spiritual needs. Historically, as you know, Wayne, that, that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, those were kind of two separate worlds. They didn't really coincide one with another. You didn't really sit down and have a conversation with your doctor mm -hmm. about your spiritual needs. You sat down and talked to him about your, you know, your, your medical needs. Sure. Yeah. But we now understand, and there are many, many doctors in the, in the healthcare space today who also are willing to have those discussions. And so I think it's important that we kind of set some parameters and give people some help in how to have that conversation with their healthcare provider. All right. And let me mention that no guest will join us today. We're going to talk with Percy about this important matter, and we're going to be keeping notes here. Those notes will become our featured resource, Wisdom Keys in Approaching Your Physician About Your Spiritual Needs. So mm -hmm. just know that you can download what you're going to hear today in a resource form at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And then while we're at it, let's ask a question of our listeners this week that fits in with the topic. Yeah, and that question is simply this. Have you ever felt uncomfortable with discussing your spiritual needs with your physician and why? Mm -hmm. Answer the question, if you would, please. It is greatly helpful to us at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our inspiration comes from God's Word, so let's uh, preface this whole conversation with a scripture verse or two. Yep, we want you to listen to this very well because it's going to be the bedrock of everything that we're going to talk about today. And that is found in Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verses five through seven. And it says this, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Verse seven, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it costs you all, you have get understanding. And we want to get some understanding today, and we yes. want to gain some wisdom around having an effective conversation 
with one's physician about one's spirituality. And we'll dig into this in just a few moments here as you stay with us now on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. But if you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. How to approach a physician about your spiritual needs, our topic with Percy McRae here today. Percy, let's begin with uh, this question. Why is a patient's spiritual needs important to be met in a clinical environment? It's a great question, Wayne, and it needs to be asked and answered. First and foremost, simply faith and spirituality is a major point of emphasis for many. It's important. It's part of many people's day-to-day life, uh, how they manage their, their worldview, right? But particularly when confronted with sickness and disease, people turn to their spirituality and they turn to and lean into their faith to help them work through and cope through the dynamics of sickness and disease. All right. In your experience, are there any standards or policies that assure that a patient's spiritual needs are addressed in a health setting if they desire that? Yeah, it's a great question. And in fact, there is, Wayne. And allow me to read an excerpt from a PubMed Central study entitled The Role of Spirituality in Healthcare. And it says it best this way in this article. It says several prominent organizations have recognized the importance of spiritual care. The Joint Commissions on Accreditation of Healthcare Organizations, also known as JCO, has a policy that states for many patients, Pastoral care and other spiritual service are an integral part of health care and daily life. And the hospital or healthcare setting environment is able to provide for pastoral care and other spiritual services for patients who request them. Interesting. All right. But have you seen a positive reaction by physicians whose patients have engaged with them about spiritual needs? Indeed, I have. In fact, most of the doctors that I know and that I've engaged with and have had relationship with are very supportive of spiritual of patients, spiritual needs and spirituality in general. But don't just take my word for it. Let's listen to the statement uh, from another article that I've already done some research on, which is the AMA, the American Medical Association Journal of Ethics in an article written. And it says this. How should clinicians respond to request from patients to participate in prayer, as an example. And here's what the article said. Over the past 20 years, physicians have shifted from viewing a patient's request for prayer as a violation of professional boundaries to a question deserving nuanced understanding of the patient's needs and the clinician's boundaries. In this case, and they're going to cite a hypothetical example, Mm -hmm. Mrs. C's request for prayer can reflect religious distress anxiety about her clinical circumstances, or a desire to better connect with her physician. Mm. This different, these different needs suggest that it is important to understand 
the request before responding. To do this well requires that Dr. Q, again, hypothetical, not be emotionally overwhelmed by the request and that she has skill in discerning potential reasons for the request. Like Mrs. C., the majority of patients believe that spiritual care by physicians is important. Approximately half indicate they would like their physicians to pray with them. Faith can play an even greater role in the lives of people facing serious illness as patients turn toward religion for guidance or support. In the setting of severe illness, religious and spiritual support from the medical community significantly, significantly, this article says, impacts patient reported quality of life. So as you can see, Wayne, according to this article and this statement, today's conversation is simply about empowering patients and allowing them to have a better quality of life. But there needs to be wisdom in how one approaches this conversation with their doctor. Boy, that statement from the AMA was uh, remarkable to hear that. Thanks for <laughs> digging that out for us. I uh, yeah. I didn't know such a statement existed or an article existed, so thank you very mm-hmm. much. So as we deal with this here today, you're going to come up with seven wisdom keys in approaching uh, a doctor about our spiritual needs. That's correct. And I'm going to quote and cite several doctors. I did a lot of research on this because I wanted to be accurate and thorough. Okay. And I'm going to quote several doctors' responses to some of the keys that we are going to present today. Again, the Bible says that above everything else, we need to get wisdom and get understanding. And so today, here are some wisdom keys that I want to present, and I'm going to quote some doctors with response to a few of them. Okay. First wisdom key, Wayne, is this. Feel free to express to your doctor that your faith is important to you, and if possible, would it be acceptable to pray with or for your physician? How about that? That's interesting, yeah. So, and and let me tell you a story, and I have several of them, firsthand accounts of um, my bedside uh, experience at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm I'm aware of a particular patient who did this uh, with her uh, physician. Uh, this was her surgeon, as a matter of fact. It was just before she went in uh, to her surgical procedure, she stopped the procedure. And as many of us know, just before uh, you go into surgery, you have the doctor comes by, the anesthesiologist that yeah. comes by. Count backwards with me now. <laughs> Count backwards. What are we doing today? What is your name, yeah. et cetera. These are all safety protocols, by the way. Mm-hmm. And before they actually kind of you know put you to sleep, she said, I want everyone to stop for a second and I want, can I, can I pray with my medical team and my surgeon today? And they all grabbed hands around her. So the patient is asking, if possible, for the doctor to pray. That is correct. And so she said, if possible, would we all just stop and take a moment to pray over this procedure? And I'd like to pray with my team and I want to pray over my surgeon. And, he, and the surgeon agreed. And the team all joined hands and allowed the patient to actually pray over the procedure just before uh, they put her under. And she said it was the most powerful thing that she had ever done. And it gave her such an assurance before she went into such an important procedure. (laughs) And the doctor and the team agreed to do so. I can imagine. So with that, it's a powerful thing when you sit and think about it. I'd like to cite a particular doctor, uh, Dr. Far Curlin. Uh, MD at Josiah C. Trent and uh, professor of medical humanities at Duke University School of Medicine in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. He's the co-director 
uh, uh, on uh, theology, medicine, and culture. And this is what he had to say. He said, as a physician, I'm limited. I can try to alleviate suffering and try to cure, but I don't always succeed. When I realize I'm powerless from a medical perspective, I try to show emotional support. I say, I will pray for you, but I think everybody, whether you are uh, uh, spiritual or not, appreciates that connection because it shows that your doctor actually cares for you. Of course. So this is a physician yeah, talking. Right. And then he goes on to say, and I do pray for them. As a family, when we gather for dinner, we say, Grace, my wife is also a doctor. And sometimes we say, please pray for a patient of mine who is having this issue. And we'll have the whole family pray for that patient. The offering is real. If the patient is willing to connect on a faith level in a deeper way, then we talk. I say there is an all-powerful and all-loving God who cares deeply for them, and everything happens for a reason. Excellent. And the, and the point that I want to make here is that you may be surprised that your physician or your doctor may be very much willing to do so. But again, respectfully ask. You can't demand or make them do so. Sure. But certainly you can make the request and then see what that reaction would be from there. So feel free to tell your doctor that your faith is important to you. Correct. Absolutely. So again, that you're letting them know that that's something that you value and that's something that's important to you. And you may have an opportunity to then at that point connect with your physician on that level. Absolutely. Number two. Number two, wisdom key. Respectfully ask your doctor if they if they value the role of faith in a higher power. So this is somewhat of a different question now. Yeah. And so, again, you're inquiring to see if are they open to have that discussion and, and where do they stand on the topic? If if faith and spirituality is important to you, then you begin to inquire to see if that's something that, that they value. And so with that, I'm going to quote uh, Dr. Haval Mohammed Kelly, medical doctor. He's a cardiologist. Uh, he works at Northside Hospital Cardiovascular Institute, Lawrence, Georgia. He's a Muslim. And he says, I fast and pray as much as I can. Sometimes when I walk in the patient's room and I feel like it's a difficult case, I breathe in and ask God for help to give me the strength. Because in the end, no matter what we do as physicians, there is always some kind of higher power that has control over the destiny of people. And with that, here's the point. I think that what's being said here, and I think it's very important to understand that internally there are physicians who are thinking about and considering uh, the fact that, hey, at the end, I'm just an instrument being used by God in God's hands and that he has the ultimate say of what's going on. And so you may be surprised that if you ask your doctor respectfully, again, I don't think that you should demand mm -hmm. or command your doctor to uh, give you that information. Uh, their response to that question may very well be, yes, I do value the role of faith or in a higher power. And I think that there is something else at work here that's larger than myself. 
And that, I believe, for people who are of spiritual inclination, should give you a sense of assurance of going, okay, there's a connection I can make here and that we are on, we're, there's an alignment that we may have around the fact that there is a higher power that's at work in the midst of a medical process. All right, you've given me this list of seven keys, so may I read number three? And, Please. And, and I'll remind our listeners that these are downloadable right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Number three, the key is respectfully, there's that word again, ask your doctor if they are open to patients and caregivers who believe in the supportive role that faith and religion may play during times of sickness and disease. Right, because at the end of the day, from a healthcare perspective, what we do believe and understand from a clinical uh, research perspective is that spirituality, faith, and religion can be a supportive component for people. And that what happens there is that it can provide hopefulness, it can help people with uh, peace, uh, stress reduction, conflict resolution. You know, if there are individuals that, you know, you need to say something to mm-hmm. or address, you know, being able to kind of approach that from a, 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 a peaceful spiritual perspective does you uh, good as well as the person that you're in conflict with. And also, believe it or not, it may help with pain management. Pain management, really? Yeah, so there there could be a dynamic of, again, psychologically and emotionally, you're experiencing pain uh, and physically as well. But then as you tap into kind of some of your spiritual religious orientation, it may help you to kind of not focus on your pain a little bit and allow you to kind of get into a peaceful state, despite the fact that your body may be at at, at odds with with whatever is going on with it Mm -hmm. that may be causing it pain. And so absolutely. And I think that we've had a, a conversation with a couple of Uh, pain management doctors many years ago here on HHI that also talked about the dynamic of kind of mental, uh, emotional practices and spiritual practices that may help aid with pain management. So it's something worthy to be considered. And to support this point, you've done your research here too. Absolutely. And so I want to quote uh, two doctors. One is anonymous from a study published by Baylor University Medical Center that says this, uh, my patient and family wanted me their physician, to be aware of these beliefs and to be open to hearing their spiritual expressions in the clinical setting. Patients may want to discuss their spirituality with their physician. Okay. And then second doctor, uh, Rupa or Rupa Coley Seth, MD, director of critical care Institute, Mount Sinai health system, New York city, uh, who is a Sikh, Uh, says, I practice my religion. Sometimes I pray for patients, the ones where my instinct tells me they need an extra boost. I come back to my office and pray for them and wish they can go back to their families and have a wonderful life. And so again, we're talking about the fact of being able to tap into respectfully, conversationally with your doctor to see if they are open uh, to the fact that that patients and caregivers uh, who believe in the supportive role that faith may play and religion may play during times of sickness and disease. We have a couple of other doctors who talks uh, about the fact that they do value that and that they do look to that and that they do understand that uh, while they are also being good clinical managers of, of medical care and treatment. So again, it's just about being respectful and mm-hmm. how to approach that conversation. I'm with so them. encouraged that these doctors are talking about this and, and expressing these thoughts. And I'm encouraged that you, uh, are bringing them to our attention. So these are things we probably wouldn't find in our own, Percy. So thanks Mm -hmm. for doing our homework for us, so to speak. All right. The number four key. 
So the rest of the keys that we're going to go through, we need to really be very mindful of because part of good interaction and relationship in a healthcare setting is having an alignment with your doctor and not creating tension and anxiety. And so with that, uh, key number four is be mindful that your physician may not may not practice your faith or any faith. Of course. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to read it again. Be mindful that your physician may not practice your faith or any faith. And the point to be made here is that the prerequisite for practicing medicine or to be a doctor is not based upon religious or spiritual orientation, mm-hmm. but the proficient acumen of medicine and science. And so when you approach or you feel that you would like to approach your physician about your spiritual needs, bear in mind that they are not required to uh, to to share your faith or any faith for that matter. So if they should say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily very spiritual, uh, don't allow that to make you discombobulated and don't allow that to create a negative uh, engagement with you and your doctor. I think it's very important to understand that. Number five is broach your physician with sensitivity and understand that they are not obligated to share their faith beliefs. We have to understand that. We should. And and again, we just need to be mindful. We need to be considerate. You know, honor your doctor's rights not to feel that they must divulge his or her private information regarding their faith practices. At at the end of the day, after all, this is very personal information. I'll be honest with you, and I'll I'll say this even as a person of, of deep faith. There are times I've had individuals who've walked up to me in the mall, on the street, uh, you know, out in public places and just badger me <laughs> about my spiritual orientation. D- didn't I shake know. my hand. I know. Yeah. Didn't say hello. Didn't say how was your day. Sure. And, you know, and, and put a track in my hand and, and, you know, and it was off putting. I have to be perfectly honest with you. And I am a person of faith. And, and I didn't like the approach and I didn't appreciate that because there's just something to be said about boundaries at the end of the day and respecting yeah. people's boundaries. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was thinking the very same thing, that we, we, we need to treat our physicians and healthcare providers the same way we want to be treated. Absolutely. Again, it's just it's just it's just the right thing to do. So, again, be mindful and be and be careful because, you know, they they may certainly simply say, Hey, that's just not something that I'm comfortable talking about. That's not something that, you know, that I, I place an emphasis or a focus on. And again, we read the Joint Commission standard earlier that uh, any accredited healthcare organization, though your physician may not be a person of faith, that that the organization itself uh, should be able to provide someone that can talk with you about your spirituality if you desire it. But it doesn't necessarily have to be your your, your health care provider. And that's an important thing yeah. to understand. All right. This next key, the, this key wisdom statement is so important. And when we understand this and, and, and grasp this, then we can we can do something with it. Never argue your spiritual beliefs with your physician that is not the time that is not the place and i have seen this happen wayne unfortunately uh and i I, where where people felt that this was an opportunity if you will almost uh like they were on the missionary field that you know i'm going to i'm going to create this debate with with uh my doctor who who may not be of a spiritual orientation you can express your faith just don't argue the point huh that's that is correct and there's a difference between the two the primary role of a physician is to be a person of medical and scientific discipline and competence 
not a proponent or expert on religion and spirituality. Not understanding this could fracture or strain the patient-doctor relationship. At the end of the day, what we don't want to do is that we don't want to put our physician on edge or on defense. Uh, we need to first make sure that our doctor is medically competent. More than anything, we want to make sure that they, they, they are there to do a job from a medical and scientific perspective and that they do that very well. Well, then what can happen, because we need to understand, to your point earlier, doctors are human just like anybody else. They're people. And so, you know, you can put someone on defense if you become argumentative or aggressive uh, and, and then provoke a defensive mechanism in an individual that did not need to happen. But there is a way. And to your point, you can certainly express your faith. You can express that you do have a faith and you can express that your faith is important to you and that you'd like to be supported in your faith. And if not with your physician, you know, the hospital chaplain, that's primarily the role that they're there to play, uh, should be able to be uh, summoned uh, to provide that. But certainly that is not the time or place to argue or debate uh, theological and spiritual dynamics. Uh, your doctor is not going to do that. They don't want to do that. And it may make them uncomfortable in their mm -hmm. engagement with you. And that you don't want to compromise that relationship. Thanks for emphasizing that point. And now you promised seven keys, seven wisdom keys. So we've talked about six. And by the way, all of this is available at our website is our featured resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Number seven. Number seven may be the most important one on the list. I've seen the dynamics of this at work, and it can be interesting when not handled correctly. And that is never attempt to force your doctor to promise positive medical outcomes based upon spiritual beliefs. Oh this is yeah. super, super important. And so uh, the dynamic here is uh, I've seen family members and caregivers in particular who have tried to corner a physician to say, listen, uh, we are of a certain belief system or a certain uh, religious orientation. And doc, we want you to promise us and we want you to promise the patient that what you're going to do is going to work and everything is gonna be just perfect and fine. And, and a doctor is then put in a very uncomfortable position to make promises that then they cannot keep or manage. And I think that what we need to understand is that what can happen here is that we are, uh, we want to be so hopeful and we want to make that situation uh, facilitate the desired outcome that then we, we project our religious beliefs into that dynamic. And that's fine if you want to do that within yourself and among yourself, but you cannot force feed that upon a healthcare professional to make them basically verbally agree that what is going to happen is going to take place because you said it would and because you're believing that it is and that because you're praying for that outcome. Because again, at the end of the day, you put the doctor in a very compromised position and 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 a, a ethical doctor will not do that. They, they won't allow themselves to be painted into that corner, obviously. But you need to be mindful that again, a doc is there to give you their best medical recommendations based upon that which they understand and know and what, what the science tells them and that, that that's all that they're there to do. Anything beyond that, uh, they are going to be very limited in a scope of conversation and, and quite frankly should be. Yeah. There you have it. Seven wisdom keys to approaching your health care provider. 
Uh, we will have more information at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And Percy will have some more to share with us in just a moment. But if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, let's, uh, let's return to this conversation about approaching our healthcare provider with our matters of faith. You've got mm-hmm. some more uh, research you've done. Yeah, I just want to give some interesting statistics based upon one set of data. There's a lot of data out there. So this, this is just based upon one a research document that I have. It's uh, written by Dr. Christina Pachowski okay. uh, entitled, Do Patients Want a Physician to Address Their Spirituality? And this is what... Uh, this document says, research studies have also addressed this issue. In the USA Weekend Faith and Health Poll, 65% of people felt that it was good for a doctor to speak with them about their spiritual beliefs. Yet only 10% said a doctor has ever had a conversation with them. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, this is an older study. I'm sure that those numbers have gone up. Okay. Um, a study of pulmonary outpatients at the University of Pennsylvania found that 65% agreed that a physician's inquiry about spiritual beliefs would strengthen their trust in their physician. 94% of patients for whom spirituality was important wanted their physicians to address their spiritual beliefs and be sensitive, be sensitive to their values and framework. Even 50% of those for whom spirituality was not important felt that doctors should at least inquire about spiritual beliefs in cases of serious illness. And so that's important with that. Yeah. yeah, it is important. And what this report suggests to me is that there is a conversation uh, and an awareness within, I think, the world of medicine and science of the value and the importance, if nothing else, of at least having a conversation and listening to a patient uh, who desires to talk about the value and the importance of their spirituality. So in closing, this is what uh, Dr. Prochowski further states that the effect of spirituality on health is an area of active research right now. Besides being studied by physicians, it is studied by psychologists and other professionals. The studies tend to fall into three major areas, mortality, coping, and recovery. And, and I will say this from a healthcare perspective, the primary focus typically is around the coping mechanism at the end of the day mm-hmm. and really zeroing in on that. So as I close, uh, uh, I'll say this. And again, uh, many are aware of those who have attributed their mental, emotional, and dare I say physical healing and recovery to their faith. But there is still much to learn and understand about the effects of faith and spirituality in a healthcare context. There's still a lot for us to understand, folks. This debate will no doubt continue long past this conversation, but hopefully today someone feels better equipped in how to approach their healthcare provider regarding their spiritual needs while in the purview of medical care. Remember, 
the key to success is applying wisdom to any pursuit for a possibility of the desired outcome. And in this case, utilization of one's faith beliefs as a helpful support mechanism while receiving medical care is most certainly a worthy pursuit. And so our spiritual nugget reminds us, Proverbs 4, 5, and 7, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it costs all you have. Get understanding. Today, I think we have a better understanding with wisdom on how to approach this conversation, important conversation with our physician. But we want to make sure that we don't damage or fracture our relationship with our physician so that we can have a workable, reliable, and trustworthy engagement that is beneficial to both parties that will allow us to move forward as a union and as a team and as partners as we continue to believe and trust God while we also partake of good medical treatment and care. Percy, you've done us a wonderful service here today by putting all this together. Seven wisdom keys. I hope you'll go to the website. I hope you'll uh, download these points and maybe think about them more deeply as you look them Mm. over. Uh, Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and download Wisdom Keys in Approaching Your Physician About Your Spiritual Needs, available right now. And then answer the question this week. Maybe you've been thinking about this question as Percy has presented all of this. Have you ever felt uncomfortable with discussing your spiritual needs with your physician and why? Answer the question at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, again, thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new topic. Let wisdom guide you and let wisdom be your true north as we continue to believe and expect good things to happen. But in the meantime, remember, folks, we've got work to do. So let's keep chopping the wood. God bless until the next time. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.